when I still looked at myself in the mirror, I always wanted to be smaller. I never was satisfied. I always felt like I had to lose weight. I had to be trying the latest diet fad. Grown Girls, welcome back to the Girl We Grow Now podcast. I am your host, Victoria, and today I am going to be talking about my personal journey with body image, and I want to fill you guys in on my current nutrition and fitness routine. Since I am doing a body health series, I really wanted to make sure that I share more about my personal journey because, you guys, I feel like it's been such a long one, and just fitness has been a part of my life for so long, so yeah, I just felt like this was a good series to talk about this in. So last week I was talking with Dr. Jacqueline. She's not my personal doctor, but she is one of the doctors at Parsley Health. So in that episode, I talked about my personal experience with Parsley Health. And the reason why I joined Parsley Health was because I started to learn a lot about functional medicine. I started to learn a lot about the American food system and just how toxic it is and just how a lot of chronic illnesses are caused by poor diet and poor lifestyle choices. So I really wanted to join Parsley Health, find out what was really going on in my body so that I can make the best choices that I can, so that I can live the healthiest life that I can. And for so long before I learned about functional medicine, I was into fitness. I knew a little bit about nutrition, but my sole goal was to always just be smaller, to be skinnier. And it was never really about how I felt. It was always just about like how I looked and just like standards that society really just places on us as women, especially at younger ages, especially I would say in our teenage years. I feel like just those different societal standards really affected my relationship with food. Let's backtrack. So I would say that I became very aware with my body and my size at a very young age. So I have a brother and he used to always make fun of me. And, you know, I know his intentions were not to make me self-conscious, but the matter of the fact is when someone's constantly making fun of you or talking about your weight, you are going to be more self-conscious about it, especially when you're young. So that was the start of me being more aware about my weight and my body. And so I just want to say parents out there, I think that you should be very strict on how your kids talk to each other because when we really think about it, the words and the comments that we hear on a daily basis and all the time, those are going to affect us and stick with us no matter what, especially at a young age. So just making sure that you're in an environment where you are uplifted and celebrated is so important. And also just being very careful with the words that you speak about your own body and the things that you say about yourself are really huge and it's just really important to speak kindly to yourself because if you are constantly hearing negative things about the way you look, your body, and if you're constantly saying those things to yourself on a daily basis, you are going to start to believe that and it's going to mess with your view of yourself. And the best thing that you can do for yourself is to speak life and positivity into yourself so 
so that you can feel the best that you can about yourself. I will say in my case, I was very lucky in the sense that yes, I was very aware of like my weight and I always wanted to be smaller, but I also was still pretty confident because I still thought I looked good and I was always like, okay, well, if I want to be smaller, then I'm going to figure out what I need to do to do that. So I would just work out a lot. I would eat like a bird, definitely not the healthiest eating habits, but I felt that if I wanted to improve something about myself, I was going to do that. And I think that's just a part of who I am and just how I view things when I want to improve. I'm going to figure out what I can do to improve that. But in the midst of that, I will say like, yes, I found fitness, which I really love and I really enjoy. But I would say in high school, I was a lot more obsessive. Like I would work out so much. I played sports. I played basketball. I ran track and then I would work out at home. I, especially in the summer, I would make sure I was running three miles a day. I was going to the gym. I was eating very small portions like was I eating? So instead of eating a sandwich, I would do like the turkey, the mustard and like lettuce wrap. So it was just very like I was basically eating bird food is what I would call it. But I did all those things and then I got really small and I got slender. But when I still looked at myself in the mirror, I always wanted to be smaller. I never was satisfied. I always felt like I had to lose weight. I had to be trying the latest diet fad that was going on so that I can be smaller. And as I got smaller, I never noticed that I was getting smaller until years would go by. I would get older and I would gain some weight and I look back and I would think, wow, I was so small then. I can't believe that I thought I was overweight. So it really was just this cycle of body dysmorphia and just being obsessed with being thin and being small and just really not looking at it from a holistic, healthy perspective of, you know, what is my lifestyle and the things that I'm eating are those things that are making me the healthiest version that I can be so that it can set me up to age in a way that is normal and not get this premature aging that we see a lot in our society because of the diets that we eat and the sedentary lifestyle. It was just all about trying to be smaller. So I'm grateful that as I've gotten older, I have found a new level of appreciation for health and fitness and really looking at it from the perspective of wanting to just be healthier overall. And I think with Parsley, that has even helped me more because I've learned so much more about myself. I've learned about my gut imbalances. As I mentioned last episode, I took a stool test that really told me about my gut and I am starting this gut healing protocol so that I can and balance out the bacteria in my gut and just have a healthier gut. So I'm really excited that I am doing the things that I need to do to optimize my health. So I wanted to share with you guys my current nutrition and fitness routine and the supplements that I am using and that I swear by. I do want to caveat that the vitamins and the supplements that I am taking are what were recommended by my doctor and they're things that we talk through. So I do want to say that if you want to find out what you need for your body when it comes to vitamins and supplements, if you can have that conversation with your doctor, get the blood test that we talked about last week and find out what you need to be the healthiest version of yourself and just really what your body needs because all of our bodies are different. So I just hope that me sharing my personal fitness and nutrition routine and my journey will help you want to tap into your journey and figure out what is best for your body. Okay, so let's talk about fitness. I'm gonna say fitness is really just my favorite thing 
Since I started playing sports, I got really obsessed with fitness. And when I played basketball in high school, that's when I started to get into weightlifting. And that's when I realized how much I loved weightlifting. So there was one summer that me and one of my teammates, we did a football training camp. It was interesting. It was like the football team had this little camp at school. So me and one of my friends joined it and we did like drills. We did weightlifting. And that's just when I found out how much I really enjoyed lifting weights. Like it's something that really just made made me feel good. It was good for me physically, mentally, and all of that. So that's where my love came into that. And so I went on this journey of after I graduated high school, I did CrossFit right when I graduated. And then I would just go to the gym. I would go to 24-Hour Fitness in Houston. And I met this older gentleman there and he was always like trying to give me tips on my form. And then he told me about this trainer. I can't remember if it was his friend or someone he's trained with in the past, but he told me about him. And so I was like, oh, that's Sounds really interesting. So I went to go see what kind of services he offered and see if it would be a good fit for me to get my first personal trainer. And I decided, yes, like this is what I want to do. So I started training with him. His name was Garth. And then he asked me if I had ever heard of powerlifting. And so in my head, I'm like, yeah, those are just those really big guys like throwing around a bunch of weight. Like that's not something that I would do. And obviously I was so wrong. I had no idea that women powerlifted. And ironically, when you lift so much weight like that, like you don't get bulky. At that time, I want to say I was around 21, 22. So I still had the thought process that as women, if we lift too heavy, we're just going to get really bulky, but that is not the case. And he was the first person to actually help me understand that. So he told me to go look it up and look at the women who power lift because he was like, when you train and you lift weights, you get strong very quickly. And someone who gets strong very quickly would naturally be really good at powerlifting. So I went and I did my research. I looked it up and I thought, wow, that is so cool because one of the things that I have always loved about weightlifting is just getting stronger and feeling stronger. So we started to use my training sessions as sessions to train me for powerlifting and to get me really strong. And I loved it. I did that. I want to say maybe I trained with him for like a year or maybe a little bit less. And then after that, I ended up moving to a different part of Houston and anyone who has ever lived in Texas knows how big and spread out things are. So once I moved, I had to move on to different training because it was just way too far for me to train with him. So after that, I went back to just going to the gym on my own and doing my own workouts. And it's so funny. Back then, guys would always come up to me and they'd always try to correct my form. They would try to tell me I was lifting too heavy. Like it was just, I guess back then, just weightlifting, like women lifting heavier weight wasn't as popular as it is now. So I felt like men were always approaching me and trying to tell me to lift less basically. And I don't know, maybe that was their way of flirting, but I was super serious. Like I am someone who I'm so serious about the gym. Ask any of my friends as goofy as I am in the gym. I'm so, so serious. That is my time to get my workout in and just really focus. So fast forward to 2017 when I met Mike Lewis, he was by far my my most favorite trainer because I felt like his methods really worked and it really got me in shape. So I had went through this period of just working. I was working night shifts. Actually, I was alternating between night and day shifts and they were 12 hour shifts. So my sleep was all over the place. I was just really tired and not really prioritizing going to the gym and everything. So I decided, okay, let me look for a trainer again. And I found Mike Lewis. He is the owner of Push Fitness in Katy, Texas. So y'all, if you live out there, trust me if you want to get snatched, 
like he's the guy to go to. He's really amazing at what he does. He knows how to get women results. And I think it's important to go to someone who knows how to get the results that you are looking for because all trainers are not created equal. So I went to him and there was a woman there who's a nutritionist. So I was training with Mike and a woman named Ruth, she was making my meals because it was just really hard for me to be healthy when I was always so tired and just working those long hours. So I did that. When I tell you the weight fell off, y'all, it really did fall off. So when you are doing the right fitness routine for you and you are focused on your nutrition, you are going to get results. But you can't just do the fitness routine and eat whatever you want and think you're going to get results. That was one of my biggest things when I was younger is I would just work out and think, oh, well, I burned all these calories because I'm working out so I can eat whatever I want, right? No, that's not the case. Especially as you get older, I want to say when I was younger, I got away with it a little bit more. But now that I'm in my 30s, I cannot just eat whatever I want anymore. Like that doesn't work for me. So when I went to Mike and I was working with Ruth on my nutrition, I dropped the weight so fast and it really was amazing. Like when you start to see results, of course, it inspires you and encourages you to keep going. But I do want to say that sometimes it really does take a while to see results, but you have to really focus on building that consistency and building that habit. And no, you're not going to always want to go to the gym, especially if you work a lot, if you get tired, you're going to want to skip the gym sometimes. But when you make it a habit, you literally go on autopilot and you just go and you do it because it's like, oh, I go to the gym at 7 a.m. every morning. So it becomes your routine. So when you skip it, you start to feel off and it kind of puts a little rent in your day. I would say that if you want to really get into a good fitness routine, plan what time you're going to go to the gym, plan out what you're going to do, like write a workout. I personally don't ever go into the gym not knowing what I'm going to do, what body parts I'm working out and what moves I'm doing. And I literally write out a workout plan. I'm going to do four sets of 10 squats and I'm going to rest 45 seconds between the squats. Like I literally write out a plan because when I do that, one, it keeps me really focused at the gym so that I can efficiently get in an amazing workout. And then I'm able to check that box off for the list that I did my workout. And then I can go on with the rest of my day. And when you think about it, an hour workout, an hour, two hours, or 30 minutes even is such a small portion of your day that I feel like you can find the time to make sure that you can squeeze in movement because that is so important. And so one thing that I learned very recently, because I was in Houston in March and every time I go to Houston, which is not often, But when I go, I make sure that I go and train with Mike and he is still as good as he was. Actually, he is better than he was when I was training with him back in 2017 through 2018. His workouts are killer. So something that I learned from him is that if you want to drop fat, you need to be doing compound movements and keeping your rest times really short. So after, you know, training with him in March for the few weeks that I was in Houston, I restructured my workouts and I started to do compound movements and keeping my rest times between 30 to 45 seconds. So you all, when I changed these workouts, I would be working out in the gym and there was one day, there's this one leg workout that I made that is so, so hard. I literally die every time I do it, but I was doing it one day in the gym and I kid you not, three men came up to me and they gave me the best compliment ever. They were like, 
wow, you work so hard just like watching you do this workout in the gym. It's insane. And one guy was like, I'm a fan. Like you are killing it. So one, I love that because I think at that moment I had really been slipping and not being as consistent with the gym. And I was just getting back into things because I just had been having a lot of stress at work. But to get those three men co-signing that I was in here killing it was just honestly what I needed that day. And I think that God works in mysterious ways. Like he'll send you those people when you need them for that extra little encouragement. But my point is if you do compound movements and keep your rest time short, your heart rate is going to stay elevated for longer. So you're going to burn more calories. And trust me, it's a game changer. If you are looking to slim down, I would definitely try that and see if that style of workout works for you. So basically I would do that and I would make my workouts more of like a circuit training workout. So I could definitely see the difference from doing a circuit training compound movement workout versus just doing my typical weightlifting workout. And I really could see the difference in the calories that I was burning on my Apple Watch. I would burn way more calories when I did the compound movement circuit training structured workout. So I was doing that before I left to come to Montreal. But now that I'm in Montreal, I am back to using ClassPass. There's a studio in Montreal called Studio Epics. It's literally my favorite. The workouts are so killer. They're so intense. And it's a very similar style of compound movements and circuit training. And the rest times are kept so short. So while I'm here, that's what I'm using. So I'm doing that during the week. And I've added in one to two sessions of Legree a week. So if you are not familiar with Legree, it is basically high intensity Pilates. So the goal is to really do slow movements and to really hold those movements when you are in the movement position. But then it's like the only time you move fast is when you're switching between workouts. When I tell you Logree is killer. It is so killer, like especially the ab workouts, just the holds, the pulsing, all of those things. I literally die in that class and it's so hard and it really is helping me build a lot of core strength. And I started to realize that I do not work out core enough at all. And that's one thing that I'll also say about Mike. He, when I was back in Houston doing his workouts, he adds a lot of core in. And I think it's really important to not forget about core. I know for me, I think I intentionally skip it because it's just uh, the burn that I feel in my core when I'm working out and trying to do those hard movements. It's so intense, but it's definitely so necessary because if you think about just daily life, we use our core in basically everything we do from like sitting up to walking to just everything. So you guys don't skip out on core training. Don't be like me. Get your core training in. But that's also like why I'm doing Legree and why I'm doing Studio Epics because I train my core in those classes. And the beautiful thing about being able to use ClassPass while I'm here is that I just don't even have to think about the workouts that I'm doing. And I think for me, sometimes when I'm in a space of just being really busy or stressed and not having a lot of time, not having to think about what I'm going to do in the gym and just being able to go to a class that gives me a really good workout is so, so key. And so that is what I'm doing right now is I'm using ClassPass and I'm doing those two classes. And I'm so excited to see the results that I get from that because they're both really good and intense classes. Another thing that I'm doing as a part of my movement is getting my steps in. So I'm so happy that I'm here in Montreal because it's so, so easy for me to get 10,000 steps here 
versus in Florida, it's really hard because I can't just like walk to the grocery store. I can't walk to my workout because everything's so spread out, spread out. So it just takes a lot of intention for me to go for a walk and to make the time for that. But now that I'm here, it's so easy to get 10,000 steps. So my step goal is 12,000 to 15,000 steps a day, which is nice. So basically I will walk to my workouts in the morning and then in the evening, I will take an hour to an hour and a half walk. And usually with that, I can get to 12,000 steps. And on the weekends, it's pretty easy for me to get to 15,000 because I'm usually exploring the city. So I'm just doing a lot of walking. That is my choice of transportation typically. So if you live somewhere that's super walkable, I definitely encourage you to start thinking about how far is the grocery store from me or how far is my gym. And if it's 30 minutes or under and it's a walkable area, maybe you can consider walking and that can help you get a little bit more movement for the day. Because really, if you work a desk job, especially if you're remote, you are so sedentary. I feel like I became so sedentary once I started working remote because at least in an office, you usually have to get up and walk to your meeting or depending on how big your building is or if you have a campus, you might have to get up and walk to another building. So at least you're moving at some point or you get up and go talk to your coworker. But when you are working remotely, typically you aren't moving that much. Like, yes, maybe you'll walk to the kitchen to get a meal or maybe you'll like walk to go put laundry in the laundry room, but that's usually a very short distance. So typically you're gonna be a lot more sedentary. So you have to make the effort to move your body. And when I tell you adding, walks into your fitness routine is going to help you lose the fat or get more snatched, whatever you're trying to do, because you are going to be burning more calories. So overall with fitness, I suggest really doing the compound movements, keeping the intensity up and keeping your rest time short, and also making some time to go for walks because not only will you burn more calories, But I know for me, when I walk, especially after work, it's like a way for me to de-stress. And I think it's so important to find those ways to de-stress. As we talked about last week, stress is really huge. And I think a lot of times we overlook stress because it's so normal. If you have a really stressful or busy job, you're so used to being stressed. You're so used to being busy that you have to make sure that you are scheduling in time to move your body and to do the things that make you happy and that make you feel good, especially during the week week. And yes, it's nice to have the two days off on the weekend. But if you can factor in time to do something for yourself every day so that you can de-stress and have your moment to really not think about work, to focus on yourself and focus on the things that make you happy, that is going to make a huge improvement in how you feel about life and just really make you a happier, healthier person. Okay, so let's talk about nutrition. If I'm being 100% honest, nutrition is not my strong point. It's something that I've always struggled with because I really just have had these unhealthy eating habits for as long as I can remember. I know I was looking at something on Instagram not too long ago, and this woman was talking about how when we were growing up, a lot of our parents would force us to eat all the food on our plate, and they were like, no, you're not gonna waste food. So even if we were full, we were forced to overeat in the name of not wasting food. And I get it, like I get where they were coming from, but I would say it's kind of coming from that scarcity mindset, but I will say that it impacted 
a part of our relationship with food because if you grow up thinking, wow, like I have to finish all my food, even if I'm full, you start to overeat. And in return, that stretches your stomach, that stretches your appetite, and you start to gain weight. And you lose the ability to stop eating when you are full. As adults, it's really retraining your mindset and thinking, you know what? I am going to be very intuitive with my eating and I'm going to only eat until I'm full. So I feel like that's something as I've gone older that I had to like retrain. I also had to stop boredom eating, stop snacking and really only eating when I was hungry. And I think a lot of times that a food is like a crutch that we use to help mask feelings, if that makes sense. So example, like boredom eating, like you're bored, so you just want to eat or you eat when you're sad or things like that. I just think that like when you become more intuitive with your eating, you can curb the emotional eating and only eat when you're hungry. So as I mentioned earlier, I recently did a stool test and found out that, you know, I have to heal my gut. So another thing that I found out is that like my body, like my digestive system isn't really working as well as it should be. So I have started to take digestive enzymes and I've really had to be really conscious of chewing my food really well. It's something my doctor and I talked about and she recommended that I make sure I chew my food 20 to 40 times when I'm eating, you guys, I don't think I realized how little I chewed my food before I started to consciously make sure I was getting 20 to 40 chews in before swallowing my food. Like you guys, I want you the next meal that you eat, I want you to count 20 to 40 chews and you are going to, your jaws are going to be tired. Like literally most of us don't really chew our food that much. And so the goal to improve digestion is to chew it until it's basically a liquid and then you swallow your food. So one, you start to eat really slow. And two, I think you just start to really realize that you were basically swallowing your food whole. And it's just one of those things of just being in this society of go, go, go. You do everything on the go. Like you don't eat intentionally because you're probably eating when you're driving or when you're working or when you're watching TV. And it's just like when you eat, if you take the time to just sit there and intuitively eat, chew your food completely and enjoy your meal and savor every flavor, you're going to have a different experience when you eat. And one, when you eat that slow, you tend to get full quicker because your body has had time to really register that you're full. And also now I really try to build my meals around protein and try to get 30 grams of protein in every meal that I'm eating. And at Parsley, they have the core plate method, which is also similar to the method that Dr. Mark Hyman talks about, but just like focusing on filling half of your plate with vegetables. And then the other half is, you know, your protein and then a little bit of healthy carbs. And then that's kind of how you structure your meal. So like protein and vegetables are really like the main show. And then you can add carbs into it too. And you'll realize how much more satisfying your meal is when you structure it that way. Also, just for me, like I'm someone, I have the heaviest sweet cravings. I love sweet. I love chocolate. And really, I've just been on this journey of trying to find healthier alternatives to really satisfy my sweet tooth. And that's a really cool thing about Parsley is that I also have a health coach. So she gives me a lot of nutritional advice and recipes and things that I can use so that I can start making those switches with food and even just going out. Because the reality is if you have a social life, you're going to go out to eat. But if you can really even remember in those times, like, okay, like I want to get a vegetable appetizer. Like maybe I want to start with a salad or maybe I want to get like a side of broccoli, but eat it as an appetizer. So really, if you can start your meal eating a vegetable and then the protein, and then there's actually 
glucose goddess. She talks about the order and I think it's vegetable protein, fat carbs or carbs fat. I can't remember off the top of my head, but if you haven't heard of the glucose goddess, go find her on Instagram. She has books that you can read that will really help you eat in a way. She will help you not really have to give up all the foods you like, but to eat in a way that's better for your health. That's what I really like about her because she's not there to convince you like, hey, don't eat this, don't eat that. But she's like, hey, if you're going to eat this, this is the order you should eat it in. And this is the best way that you can eat it to reduce your glucose spike. So I think she definitely is a game changer to the nutrition industry. So outside of movement and nutrition, the other thing that is something that I am really focusing on is being consistent with my vitamins and supplements. I've always been someone who has the hardest time taking vitamins and supplements consistently. I'm still working on it, but I'm a lot better than I was. Even if I set a reminder, I will likely not do it at that time and forget. So it's just, it's a journey. That's what it is. But right now, as far as supplements outside of my gut healing protocol, because that's a whole other thing that I'm doing, but on a regular basis, outside of that, I'm taking my Pure Pack. So I use the company Pure Encapsulations. They're known to have very high quality vitamins. So I take their Energy Pack, which is something that I talked about with my doctor that we thought would be a good idea for me to take. So Energy Pack has like fish oil, it has vitamin D in it, and it has a lot of different vitamins in it. And it just comes in the form of a pack. So it's so, so easy just to take that and to not, especially when you travel a lot, to not have to have tons of bottles of different vitamins. It's so nice to just be able to pack these packs. So I take the Pure Pack, I take vitamin B, I take a probiotic, and I take magnesium at night. And that is basically all that I take for vitamins and supplements because really you should be getting a lot of your nutrition from your food. But for most of us, we don't necessarily get all of it from our food. So that's when supplementation comes in. But it is as the name says it is. It's just to supplement a healthy diet and lifestyle. You can't just take supplements and eat like crap and think that the supplements are going to be doing this big service for you. So that's really something that's important to think about before you spend the money on vitamins and supplements. Because usually if you're getting ones that are high quality, they are going to be a bit pricey. So I would say if I was just starting, I would focus on building up the healthy nutritional habits and then add in the supplementation as needed and as recommended by my doctor. And I feel like I've talked about this in every episode, but sleep, oh my gosh, as we have learned from Teresa and Dr. Jacqueline, sleep is so, so important. And really just optimizing your sleep and making sure you're getting enough is going to be a game changer in how you feel, how well you can focus at work, your weight loss journey, just really sleep is so crucial. And I think if you have listened to the first two episodes in this series, I feel like you have probably probably learned like sleep is something that needs to be non-negotiable in your life. The era of you sleep when you die and you just grind, grind, grind and don't get any sleep needs to be over for all of us because we all need our sleep. So what I'm doing for my sleep routine is really trying to get a minimum of seven hours of sleep a night, but eight would be golden. But for me, it's baby steps because I'm still struggling to get seven. So when I can consistently get seven, then I can look into trying to get eight. But also my doctor 
doctor recommended an Aura Ring since it's known to be the best for tracking sleep and really just understanding the quality of your sleep. So that is something that I am going to get so that I can really make sure that I'm getting quality sleep. But my first goal is to get the seven hours. And once I can consistently get seven hours, then I will invest the money into the Aura Ring. And I think that that's like the biggest thing for me. Like I don't want to start investing money into these expensive things that are, yeah, helpful. But if I can't get the basics down and I haven't made a consistent habit of doing the basics, then it really doesn't matter what supplements I get. It doesn't matter if I get the aura ring because still not going to be optimizing my health if I'm not building the actual habit. So for me, the most important thing is to build the habit, get really consistent at doing the basic things, and that's what's going to help me feel better. And then as I'm on that journey, getting other things to help me optimize it so I can feel my best. So I feel like the hardest thing about health and fitness is that it is such a big thing. There's so many gimmicks, there's so many fads, and it can be really confusing because I feel like there's so much information out there. But I think one thing that has really helped me is just realizing that if you focus on the basics and think about back in the day, They didn't have all these gadgets. They had to go hunt and get their food. So guess what? When they were hunting and getting their food, they were moving their body. And then they got the food. And on top of that, they didn't have processed food. So they weren't eating packaged foods. They were eating whole, natural, nutritious foods. So if we think about it, you can avoid packaged and processed foods and really just focus on eating whole, healthy, nutritious foods, then one, you're going to feel better. Like it does take effort. And I think that's what is hard for me is just putting the effort in to start cooking and meal prepping. But it's one of those things like do it for 30 days, do it for one to two months, and then you're going to start to build that habit. And then it's going to just become a part of your lifestyle because it is really hard to reach your weight loss goals, to reach your body goals and whatever goal you have, if you eat out all the time and you know that's something I am so bad at. But if you want to lose fat, if you want to feel better, healthier, you have to cook at home because when you cook at home, you know what's going into your food. You know how much salt, how much seasoning, you know the oils that you're using. A lot of restaurants, they use seed oils. So really just prepping and cooking at home 90-80% of the time is going to be a game changer if you're someone who eats out and orders Uber Eats a lot, which I was just telling my friend that I ordered Uber Eats way too much last week because I was getting settled in Montreal. But if you can make the small change of making your food at home and structuring your food how I talked about earlier, then you are going to see a huge difference in your body and in how you feel really because what you eat, it affects the way you feel, it affects the way you look, your skin, everything. So it's just so crucial to make sure that you're fueling your body with things that are going to make you feel good. And I heard this analogy before, which I think is such a good one. And if you don't put good oil in your car, how is it going to run? The engine is not going to run well if you're just filling it with this bad, overly processed, not good oil that's meant to go in your engine, the engine eventually is going to fail and it's going to give out. And that's the same with our bodies. Like if we're not filling our bodies eventually as we get older, that's when we start seeing all the chronic ailments that are not natural signs of aging, by the way, which is something I learned that we start seeing those things come in because of the lifestyle that we have been living as far as it comes to 
fitness, nutrition, sleep, stress. So I really just want to empower and encourage everyone to just really take hold of their own health and wellness journey. Figure out what you want. How do you want to feel? How do you want to look? I want to feel good and I want to set myself up for success. If I can age in a healthy way, like what do I need to do? What changes do I need to make? And I would focus on one thing, one change that you can make. So say that you don't work out now. If you can focus on scheduling and time to take a daily walk at least 30 minutes a day, I want you to focus on doing that. Or if you can go a step further and get 10,000 steps a day, do that for one to two months and then add on the next thing. And then after that, if you want to start improving your nutrition, start with just breakfast. Ask yourself, what is the healthiest breakfast that I can make consistently for the next one to two months? And then do that. And once you get into that habit, then add in lunch and then get into the habit of doing breakfast and lunch healthy and then add in dinner. Like this does not have to be a sprint. It is a marathon. It is a lifestyle and it is a journey. So make small changes that you can stick to and that you can build into a habit and then add on, and then you can start habit stacking. I know that sometimes when it comes to health and nutrition and fitness and all of the things, it can seem so overwhelming with all the information that we have. It can feel overwhelming to feel like you need to make all these changes because at the end of the day, you don't want to stress yourself out trying to do all these things because that is going to defeat the purpose because we don't want to be stressed, but we want to be healthy. So go at your pace, make small changes, and eventually those small changes are going to pay off. And when you add all those small changes together over time, you are going to become a healthier version of yourself. And truly, that is the goal. All right. So that is all for this week. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. And if you can take a moment, go leave a review. Tell me what series you want me to do next. With that being said, we will chat next week. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you really loved the episode and you felt like it resonated with you, be sure to share the love and share the episode with a friend. Also, if you could take a minute and head to the review section wherever you listen to your podcast and leave me a review, letting me know what you're loving about these episodes and which topics you want to hear next. That way I can make sure that I continue creating episodes that you love. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. Until next week, bye grown girl gang.